You're listening to the Air Quality Insider. Here, we'll keep you informed on the latest changes in the world of air quality regulations and technology. The Air Quality Insider is produced by All4 LLC. All4 is a nationally recognized environmental consulting company that shapes environmental responsibility and creates distinction for our clients, our employees, and our partners. Today's article is entitled, U.S. EPA's Recent Round of ADI Updates and Key Takeaways. It was published on August 3, 2018. U.S. EPA intermittently publishes Federal Register notices announcing updates made to the Applicability Determination Index, or ADI. The ADI is a database containing notices that determine applicability and compliance with the New Source Performance Standards, or NSPS, National Emission Standards for Hazardous Air Pollutants, or NESHAP, and Chlorofluorocarbons, or CFC. The most recent summary from US EPA contained 54 new determinations and was released on May 16, 2018. While a large variety of topics are covered in the ADI, it's often wise to do a quick scan of the determinations to gather an idea of what types of requests are being made and where US EPA's decisions fall on these matters. I noticed many of the submissions regarded the approval of Alternative Monitoring Petitions, or AMP, often censored on the feasibility of continuous monitoring systems, replacing calibration gases, and wet versus dry basis concentration monitoring. Item number one, alternate monitoring petitions for atypical operation periods. Keeping with the theme seen in the 2017 ADI update, several of the ADI determinations were requests for U.S. EPA approval of an AMP for monitoring airborne chemical concentrations during infrequent and short-term operations. Examples of these would be degassing, cleaning, and maintenance activities. In each instance, U.S. EPA approved substituted monitoring measures that can be completed before or during the operation of short-term equipment. One important thing to note is that the approved AMP expires on the effective date of any changes U.S. EPA makes to the pertinent federal code. Item number two, calibration gas safety. U.S. EPA fielded several requests for the replacement of calibration gases with those of lower concentrations. Multiple refiners subject to subpart JA and 40 CFR part 60 subpart A, which is the general provisions, received approval for alternative quality assurance slash quality control requirements to eliminate the daily use of potentially dangerous high concentration calibration gases, on a routine basis because of safety concerns. These requests were in regard to daily calibration checks and cylinder gas audits, and the US EPA approved AMPs with modified high-level concentrations for those two tests. As was the case in 2017, most of the AMPs were conditionally approved with occasional testing of high concentration calibration gases being required, often on a three-year basis. Most of our AVID readers will recognize that this is yet another continued trend in U.S. EPA determinations from previous summaries. Item 3. 
Wet Basis versus Dry Basis Continuous Monitoring The final theme I noticed was the inclusion of determination submissions surrounding the substitution of Wet Basis Continuous Emission Monitoring System, or SEMS data, for dry basis values required by federal codes. In several instances, this methodology was approved. Requests to monitor minimum percent oxygen gas limits using wet basis SIMS during startup and shutdown were unconditionally approved. The reason for these AMPs was the potential disruption of the analyzer that the dry basis measurement presents. Both requests were justified by expressing concerns with the catalyst fines plugging the analyzer, resulting in greater downtime. U.S. EPA allowed wet basis concentration to be substituted when minimum percent O2 was in question, as wet basis oxygen concentration will always be lower. As such, if wet basis O2 passes, dry basis would pass as well. A review of U.S. EPA's yearly ADI update is an effective method for staying informed of recent regulatory determinations that affect your industry. This review of the determinations can provide information to use when requesting an applicability determination from U.S. EPA, providing insights that may lead to a higher likelihood of success. The requested approvals may also provide potential solutions that your facility hasn't considered for demonstrating compliance. You can always reach out to all four to discuss recent determinations and interpretations. Our goal is to keep the regulated community informed and to maintain our knowledge base so that we can assist our clients with optimum compliance strategies. Today's article was entitled U.S. EPA's Recent Round of ADI Updates and Key Takeaways. It was published on August 3, 2018 and narrated by Ben Chance. Additional articles, like the one that you just heard, can be found on our website, www.all4inc.com. You can also interact with us on Twitter, at All4Inc. Be sure to tell us what you think about our podcast using the hashtag AirQualityInsider. And feel free to ask us questions about all things air quality for us to answer in a future episode.